according to John, the second chapter. After this, Jesus went down to Capernaum with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, and they remained there for a few days. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle, he also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, 
What sign are you to show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. When he was in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, many believed in his name because they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, would not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to testify about anyone, for he himself knew what was in everyone. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God and our Savior Jesus. Welcome to our fifth week, reading through the Gospel of John. It is our New Year's resolution. I hope that you are, have joined us either with the weekly reading or the daily readings. Those can both be found online at our website. We started on January 2nd and will continue until after Easter. So far, we have read every verse. If you've missed any of the previous weeks, they are online. And you can watch past worships on our website, Facebook, YouTube, and, sound, and listen to it on SoundCloud. At first glance, you might wonder how Psalm 103 and Jesus cleansing the temple fit together. The seven verses that were slated for today, although the choir did a beautiful job singing the entire uh, Psalm 103. Today helps us review that we have today, 103 helps us review what we have read so far in the Gospel of John. It is vital to remember the absolutes that we hear in Psalm 103 in interpreting our present Gospel text. So that the future, our future, may unfold carrying forth these absolutes. The present that I speak of is the first one in the half chapters of John. One and a half chapters of John and how it lives out the absolutes found in 103. Let us begin. You have actually the psalm in your worship menu, in your bulletin. You can follow along. Psalm 103, chap, uh, chapter one, Psalm 103, verse 6. Sorry. It says, The Lord works vindication and justice for all who are oppressed. Our first week, week January 2nd, we read John 1, 5. Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Jesus' light continues to shine and shines in such a manner that the darkness no longer exists. Psalm 103.8. Excuse me, Psalm 103.7. He, the Lord, made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. Later, on January 2nd, we read John 1.17 and 18. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart. 
who has made him known. Next verse, Psalm 103.8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And we read of Jesus calling the disciples, John 1, 45 through 49, the story of Nathanael. When, he to when told by Philip, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael replied, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yet, when Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, he said to him, here is truly an Israelite whom there is no deceit. And Nathanael asked Jesus, where did you come to know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. Jesus did not hold what Nathanael had said about him against him. As we read in Psalm 103, 9 and 10, the Lord will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. Jumping to Psalm 103, 13. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear, which means respect and honor him. John 2, 3 through 5, last week's reading. The wedding banquet, the first miracle found in the Gospel of John. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you? And to me, my hour has not come. His mother said to the servant, do whatever he tells you. God incarnate had compassion for his mother, Mary. Jesus honored her by obeying her request and in a manner that did not jeopardize announcing his coming hour. Again, it is vital to remember the absolutes in interpreting the present so that the future may unfold carrying forth those absolutes. Vindication and justice, mercy and grace, steadfast love, forgiveness and absolution, compassion. All of those are found in our gospel reading today. When Jesus entered the temple courts and saw the marketplace, he made a whip of cords and drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here. Jesus responded with vindication and justice for all who were oppressed, for the religious authorities who were taking money in the name of God for many who had very little. We know how the story ends. Revelation 22, 17, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you without money come. Buy and eat, come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. What Jesus saw happening angered him. For it is written, Psalm 69.9, Zeal for your house will consume me. It is a verse within the psalmist's lament. We will look at the rest of that after Jesus is challenged. And continuing at verse 18, the religious leaders asked Jesus, What sign can you show for doing this? And Jesus answered them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. They replied, this temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days? 
Psalm 69 continues, starting at verse 7 through 12. For I endure, I endure scorn for your sake, and shame covers my face. I'm like a foreigner. Those who sit at the gate mock me. Let me repeat. It is vital to remember the absolutes in interpreting the present so that the future may unfold carrying forth these absolutes. Vindication and justice, mercy and grace, steadfast love, forgiveness and absolution, compassion. For Jesus was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this. and They believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. As Jesus remained in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, many believed in his name because they saw the signs that he was doing. In the final verse in our gospel reading today, speaks to then and now. But Jesus, on his part, would not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to testify about anyone. For he himself knew what was in everyone. Jesus sees through the facades that we put up. We do the right actions, but often for the wrong reasons. Jesus is more interested in what is going on in our hearts. Thankfully, we hear again Psalm 103, 11 through 13. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear, respect, and honor him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear, respect, and honor him. Remember, as church, this present day, we are a reflection of the word made flesh, the light that shines in the darkness. We are that body of Christ, Jesus' hands and feet and voice in this world. It is not about a building or how much you give, and it is definitely not about self-righteousness. Let's work it on back. It is about godly righteousness. Sharing the blessings that we have received. Giving glory to God. Investing into a place to welcome others in Jesus' name. We become that sign. For almost 99 years as a congregation, that has been happening here. Sometimes we do it better than, than we do at other times. But we know we are doing it best when all are welcome, welcomed into Jesus' presence, young and old alike. There are no differences. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, one of the one, another family to each other. And we show this as a growing community of faith, busy making Christ known by carrying forth these absolutes. May we live a life of vindication and justice, mercy and grace, steadfast love, forgiveness and absolution, and compassion. Remember the Lord will not always be angry. May that be true for us today.
in a world that's so divided and against one another, may we always try to see the best in one another. May we carry forth these absolutes, including steadfast love, forgiveness, absolution, and compassion. So now you're all caught up on the Gospel of John. I still encourage you to go back if you missed the previous weeks. And if you question why, join us next week. You'll find yourself in good company. Come and see. Amen.